Section 6 of the History Teachers Magazine, Volume 1, Number 5, January 1910. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by D. Randall. The History Teachers Magazine, Volume 1, Number 5, January 1910 by various section six editorial conference a meeting of the editors and correspondents of the history teachers magazine will be held in teachers college columbia university new york on tuesday december twenty eighth at three thirty o'clock the meeting will be an open one and the attendance is requested not only of the editorial staff but also of contributors and others interested in extending the usefulness of the magazine. Such a conference giving opportunity for comparison of views should strengthen the policy of the paper. It is planned to make the editorial conference an annual matter, meeting at the same time and place as the American Historical Association. The History Teacher and the Community The teacher of history in secondary school or college has a better opportunity to influence the community in which he lives than the teacher of almost any other subject, and if to history it be his or her lot to add economics and government as well, the field of influence should be correspondingly widened. Mathematics, formal English, exact science, the foreign languages, one and all, must give way in human interest to that of biography and history. At the beck and call of the historian, there are all our records of what man has thought and said and done. Shall the history teacher leave those fields untouched? Shall he keep his knowledge to himself alone? Shall he limit himself to textbook work in the classroom and do nothing to extend the interest in his subject throughout the community? If this is his practice, no wonder his subject is treated with disdain by school directors. No wonder that he cannot get a library of books upon his subject. No wonder that he becomes an irresponsive fossil. In many ways, the history teacher may influence the community. He may advise and cooperate with the local librarians in the purchase and loan of books. He may give public lectures upon historical topics. He may write historical articles for papers or for publication in book form. He may found or join societies for the study of local history. He may use means to keep alive the local interests in history. These activities will win respect for the teacher and the subject and develop in our American communities a similar respect for local history and tradition. Forthcoming numbers of the History Teachers Magazine will discuss in detail certain of these activities such as the relation of the history teacher to the public librarian and to local historical societies. For the present, mention will be made simply of those miscellaneous means the teacher may use to keep alive interest in local history. A receptive attitude with reference to local tradition and history should always be taken by the history teacher. He should know something of the local history within a few weeks after he has entered a new community if he has not been able to study it in advance. A young graduate student entering a small western college as instructor 
found in the library no volumes upon the subject of his doctor's thesis. He did not wait for the summer vacation to continue his studies in Europe, but started at once to make certain local studies, which were so successful that they gained for him a national as well as a local reputation and stimulated others to scientific study of the state's history. In a similar way, the instructor in any high school or college should familiarize himself with local history and aim, if possible, to make some definite contribution to its literature. Another subject in which the history teacher should be interested is that of local names. The tendency of American legislatures is to obliterate local names, particularly if they have not what is deemed a proper connotation, and substitute for them the names of petty politicians, or, what is even worse, some system of numerals. Compare, for instance, the system of numbering public schools in New York City with that of naming them in use in some other cities, or that of numbering all streets and avenues and wards with the custom of keeping the old historic names. Much of the sentiment for us today would be taken from London or Paris or even our own Boston if a numbering system independent of local traditions had been adopted 200 years ago. The proper marking of historic spots is a matter of interest to any community, and the history teacher should be a leader in such an undertaking. Much is being done in this direction by individuals and societies, but much more needs to be done. In awakening public interest, even by showing the authorities that it is economically wise to mark such spots for the encouragement and convenience of visitors, the history teacher will win respect from the community. Historical pageants have been held in parts of Europe for centuries, but recently they have been revived upon a large scale, and already America has seen several which would rank high with those of Europe. The pageants at Quebec, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia in 1908, at Lake Champlain in 1909, and the Hudson Fulton Celebration in New York all furnish excellent opportunities for education in historical facts and development. Such lessons will grow in number with increasing respect for the past and with the growing desire for meaning in pageantry rather than noise and sound in parades. Here also the history teacher will find wide opportunity for all his knowledge and experience. Surely it is the fault of the teacher and not of history itself if the community ignores him and his subject. End of section 6